0: What's up guys, you're listening to Thoughts With Sam, the podcast where we take a look at the things of this life and we question what, why, and how. This is a podcast for all ages, for people from all walks of life, and my heart is that we will leave knowing more of the truth, equipping us to lead a life of intention and action. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Thoughts With Sam. Lord, would Jesus be glorified and magnified in what I say now. Take my words, Lord. Help me to not perform. Just make me hands and feet. In your name. Amen. Guys, we're back. I was going to say we're back again for another episode of Thoughts of Sam. Well, I've said it now. But you've already heard that in the intro. So, and I also said in the last episode, I wasn't going to do it outside again. It's freezing. But I'm weird and I wanted to come do this in the secluded place that is the countryside. I have driven like 15 minutes away from my house to be able to sit here and do this because it all ties in and you'll see in this episode. But before we get into really the crux of this episode, I just wanted to do a very quick background. First of all, to welcome new people because it blows my mind and how many new people have actually subscribed to this channel recently and have joined the journey. And it's, it, it really does blow my mind. And I'm just so thankful that I get to be a part of God's plan and what he's doing in our generation, through my body, through my mind, through his creation. And I want to touch on a few of those things now. But ultimately, for some of you, you might not know me at all. Last year, I had a pretty severe life change. And yeah, a lot went on. I will try and talk as much as I can without hitting too many details today. Um, but from that place, he pulled me from, you know, a very dark place where I was you know, very lost. And th- through the concept of a quiet and simple life, he stripped back so much of my life, which I will get into and I will probably do an episode next week on what the quiet and simple life is. But all that to say, um, I listen to a lot of sermons when I'm driving, okay? And this week I was driving home from work and I was listening to a sermon and the Lord just gripped my heart to the point. And this happens a lot where I'll be, I'll be listening to a sermon and I just have to click pause and then I will record voice note, just get my thoughts out. Cause I know that they will just, they'll go. If I don't be int- if I'm not intentional and I don't capture what I'm, what the Lord's saying to me, I will lose it. And so I, so I, I paused it and I started recording and I think all that has to do with the idea of the quiet and simple life because i know through stripping my life back the lord speaks so loudly and i just wanted to touch on just really really quickly before we get into the voice note which is really important i wanted to share it the idea of what we can be doing in our lives to enable us to hear more of god because i go through ebbs and flows sometimes i hear him loudly sometimes i don't and i want to ask why like why is it some days that i can feel so close to the lord and i see so much of his word world and his creation and his his reality in his word and some days i don't why do i feel distant from him and i know that a lot of it is to do with the quiet and simple life so when i say the quiet and simple life um it is something that i think is so countercultural especially in our younger generation you know i'm 23 i know a lot of people on here are you know in their 20s or 30s right we live in a generation which is so focused on more the idea of mammon i don't know if you know what that word means or you've heard it before i only recently found out what it was it's a spirit of gaining growth more so the verse that says you cannot both love god and money it also it, that that word means mammon the money is mammon and the idea and we'll get into that in another episode of what mammon is but for a very very brief um idea of it it's the idea of gaining more and more things obviously money is one of those things but it's like the, the worldly pleasures and for example you see it in our world 20 years ago a tv was 15 inches then the next year it wants to get to 20 inches, then it goes to 30, then 45, now 50. In our world, we now have TVs that are like 80 inches and they are like the normal. The idea of 1080p, it used to be 720p and that was like the best thing you've ever seen in your life. Then it went to 1080p and then it went to 4K. And now you watch 1080p and you're like, bro, I need glasses, I literally can't see. Like That is the idea of Mammon. And it's something that normally, like the quiet and simple life... Um, You know, the idea of of reducing things down is so countercultural. It happens a lot in older people, you know, like retirement and the white picket fence and collecting shells. That isn't what I'm talking about when I say the quiet and simple life. When I say the quiet and simple life, I mean a quiet and simple life, which is still completely sold out on the gospel and is hell bent on seeing the lost saved. And is hell bent on action, on doing stuff. And the key crux of this, and I won't go into it because I, otherwise I will create an episode now on the Quiet Simple Life, which I don't intend to do. But the last thing I'll say is um, it's not the end goal. Quiet and Simple Life is not the end goal, it is a means to the end goal, which is to know God and enjoy Him forever and glorify Him in everything. And 1 Corinthians ten thirty one obviously hits that massively. Um, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. Um, now, what does this have to do with uh, that message that I got whilst I was driving? Well, I was listening to a sermon by John Piper and it just wrecked me because the Lord had been speaking very clearly to me over the last couple of days about it. And there was a passion that started to bubble up in my heart and I wanted to share it with you. I didn't think I was going to share it this soon, but I felt the Lord calling me to it based on a load of coincidences that had happened. And, um, the last thing I'll say before playing that voice note is that for many of you, you might feel that the Lord is not very loud. You don't really find the Lord speaking to you and you see me all passionate and zealous. And you might be thinking, Oh, I want some of that. And, how are you like that, Sam? And is that just a personality trait is ultimate, like genuinely, I think it's because the Lord and his grace has stripped my life back to, to, to such a simple life. Very few things. I don't have social media. I don't chase followers. I don't chase growing and being in front of crowds. I, I don't chase more money. I don't, cause I've tasted and I've seen that the Lord is good. And just hear me out for this one concept. If the world is so loud, which it is, and we live in a generation where the world is so loud. If we want to hear God's voice more loudly, more louder, I think the easiest way to do it is just to quieten your life down. Because if you're really chasing after the Lord and you're seeking his, his face and his name and you're wanting to abide with him, his voice is just going to get louder. As that noise goes down, as you become quiet, as you sit in tranquility with him and you take time to think and, and go on walks, just you and no music, no podcast, just thinking his voice will be so loud. Just try it. That's all I ask. If you feel the Lord's calling you to that. But anyway, I'm going to play this voice note for you. I'll make a few comments at the end or I'll, I'll drop a few comments in as, as we go, but I'm going to listen along with you, um, the Lord really gripped my heart as I was driving, so let's have a listen, and we'll we'll all join back in at the end, um, and we'll wrap this episode up. But thanks for listening this far. Um, here's the voice note. I don't know if you can hear me. I hope you can hear me. I just wanted to get on here and express some thoughts because otherwise I will lose them, and I don't want to lose them because they're so important. So I've just been listening to. As usual, Pastor John sermon through the book of Romans. And this wonderful text of Romans 5, Pastor John outlines the fact that we know and feel the love of God being poured out upon his children through the Spirit. And the Lord has been speaking to me loads recently about the Spirit, life, Death, creation, reasons for existence, intentionality, living with a purpose and living with action. And one thing that I have been seeing a lot of and feeling a lot of is revival. What is revival? The Lord seems to be placing that on my heart at the moment. I'm reading a book called Why Revival Tarries. I believe it was placed here in my heart in front of me for a purpose. It got placed on my mind because of a group chat that I was asked to join, which is a men's group chat. And through that men's group chat, they were talking about quotes. And one of those quotes was by Leonard Ravenhill. And at the end of that, Derek said he was one of my, one of my heroes. I researched him. He was from Leeds. Because he was from Leeds, I thought, wow, that's cool. I was in Leeds. Derek had also asked me or showed me that book in the past, but I never bought it. For some reason, reading books has been on my mind recently. So I bought the book, Why Revival Tarries. I also was looking at a book for a long time by Pastor John, which is called, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically the idea of lifelong learning, education in serious joy. I tried to acquire that book before Christmas. It wasn't on sale in the UK. I managed to find it, bought it in WH Smith. It took two weeks to come. It came last week. I bought that book. Since buying both of those books and doing my podcast and my YouTube videos, my YouTube has blown up. 2.5 thousand followers, subscribers in the last two weeks. And I've been getting comment after comment of young person after young person saying, it's so cool to see people in my generation be sold out for Jesus and love him and have passion and desire and zeal in their hearts. I know the Lord placed that in me. He awoke awoke that and arose that at the right time. And it seems like the Lord is raising a ministry and raising a generation of people who were sold out for him. I'm excited by that. I have passion in my heart and I desire to have unction in my heart to see his glory on this earth. Now, what does this have to do with that sermon I've just listened to? Well, in the middle of that sermon, Pastor John outlines following on from the sermon before about the spirit, why the spirit exists. Do we feel or do we know the spirit exists because of its feeling? Do we know the love of God through how we feel? Partly, yes. Do we see the love of God through the demonstration of the Son on the cross? Yes, we do. So love is both an experience and it's a demonstration. It is not either or. The charismatic movement is very much focused on the feeling, very much focused on falling down and feeling, goosebumps on listening to great music that makes you have an emotional response but sometimes lacks the passion and zeal of the word some other denominations such as baptist presbyterian church of england may more focus on the word on sound doctrine although not of recently or not of late as this has become something which many people don't really care much to think about and many people have fallen away from sound doctrine to the point where Really, that word doctrine has no real reason or meaning for any any person inside of those denominations. However, when we read the book of the the word of God, i.e. the Bible, we see the demonstration of Jesus and God's love poured out for us through Jesus' death and resurrection. And we need both. We cannot have either or, we must have both and. Pastor John outlines this in the sermon before the one I just listened to. But in the sermon I just listened to, he also outlines that people will know and feel the love of God in degrees. We know that God loves us because we read about it in the Bible, but it is something that changes with seasons and by person to person, with the changing of time and through the character and the personalities of his people. This led me onto a thought process where I believe the fundamental purpose and heart and message that is on my heart at the moment is for all people to see and know how to walk this life of joy in their heart day by day, knowing God's love and feeling loved by the creator of the universe. And this links in with Pastor John's book on lifelong learning, education, and serious joy, which is that we see and we learn and we know about God through two means, and these are the two books, the book of his word and the book of his world. Many people struggle with both. They either live inside of the world, very much focused on feelings, emotion, looking at the sky, seeing his love and feeling his love through the world. And other people focus more on his word, on theory, on debate, on argument, on one plus one equals two because of this, therefore this. I believe God wants us to experience both. He wants us to have this overwhelming sense of joy because we wake up and we see the sunrise and we just feel in awe of his creation because we feel so small in comparison to the fact there's a burning ball of gas, millions and millions and millions of years away, that we get to feel its heat every morning and it sustains life. Now we feel that, but then when we understand it through the word and that he causes the sun to rise and shine on his people who he loves. And then we see it as an image of light, light. There's something about light, which causes life. There's something about darkness, which causes death and decay and destruction. There's something about shining a light on something and being able to see. We sing the song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. There's something about seeing. Why? Why is seeing a good thing? Why is not seeing a bad thing? Why is not seeing, why is not seeing a good thing? It should, surely it could be either or, you know, there's two options. Either seeing is a good thing or seeing is a bad thing. For some reason throughout life, seeing has been seen as a good thing. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was once blind, but now I see. Blindness is not a universal thing that is a prosperous, wow. I'm so blessed. I'm blind. No, it's seen as something that's negative. It's seen as something that's bad. One thing I like, you know, we see this in reality, right? The idea of, and this is a heart thing that I'm trying to understand and see, and I feel like you can see it in creation. I was at work today and they were talking about Telegram. I don't know if you know what Telegram is, but it is a platform in which you can, it's effectively off grid. You can connect with people, message people. And on there, you can buy and sell things off the dark web, such as drugs, You can sell porn on there. You can probably buy a load of horrible, despicable things on there. Why? Because it's in the dark. People don't see it. It's not in the light. It's not out for all to see. Why is it that in the darkness there is destruction and brokenness and sadness and debauchery? Why does rape happen at night? Why do parties that end in death and alarm bells going off and, and police coming and shutting things down. They happen during the night because in the darkness, in the, away from the light of life, darkness can exist and darkness can survive. And genuinely, I believe that isn't by chance. I believe that is a, a part of reality that God made. To reflect something in who he is and in his character because the chief goal of man is to know god and to enjoy him forever or said in another way god is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him and i truly believe that people can be satisfied i.e feel satisfaction is a feeling but it is also a heart posture and it is also a a it's a season that you find yourself in being satisfied you don't always You try and seek after it to be satisfied, but you don't know that you're satisfied until you're in it. You can't just choose to be satisfied. You can put yourself in the position to be satisfied, but you can't always choose to be satisfied. Now, how do we find ourselves in the position of satisfaction? Well, we can set a heart posture. For example, we can fix our eyes on things above. We can fix our eyes, whatever is good, whatever is worthy, whatever is holy, true, lovely. Set your mind, fix your eyes on these things. We can put ourselves in a position to feel satisfied. Sound doctrine, understanding the word can give us an opportunity to feel satisfied, to feel love, to feel joy, to feel peace. And they they go hand in hand, the word and the world. Feelings, emotions, they back up realities. They connect with the word, truth, doctrine, and I truly believe if people are in a bad spot, there are two ways of getting out of that. Through experience, through the world, we need to experience love. We can't just will it on ourselves. We can't just will ourselves out of a dark place. No matter how much you feel, you know, you're told by people, you know, just you need to help yourself by getting out of it. You know, tell yourself you're okay, tell yourself you're okay. That isn't always gonna help we have been given two ways of understanding and learning and making a change in our lives. And that is the word of God and the world in which we live and both go hand in hand. And my, one of my aims in my life is to help people because the Lord is in his grace revealed that to me. The way I've got out of negative headspaces is through experiencing his goodness in the world and in the word through the joy of walking in nature, of seeing animals bounce through the fields and the sun come up and just watch the sunrise. There's something joyful about being quiet and peaceful and residing away away from the busyness of life, away from the distractions of the world and just sitting and waiting upon the word, waiting upon the Lord, waiting upon his goodness, enjoying the creation that he designed. It's one of the chief ways in which he grips the heart of man. His world and his word. We see his glory in the world, in his creation, in the created things. We must not hate his creation, but we must elevate Jesus to the highest point. And we must see Jesus in his world. We must see God in his world. I believe that's when he's most glorified. He created his world. If we hate his world, I don't believe he's glorified. We must, try and, we must try and see him in his world and we must rejoice and give him thanks for that. So my aim over the next couple of months, over the next couple of weeks, is to try and articulate, to try and create frameworks and, and thought structures and arguments that truly hit these things and I, that I'm able to express them, that I'm able to share them in a compelling way where people can grip it, understand it, feel it, have practical application to start start putting it into practice in their lives. Feeling joy in opening their Bible and seeing it as the toolkit in which we can go and experience the glories of this world and his creation. So Lord, I just pray as I drive now, Lord, you're placing this message on my heart for a reason. And I don't know why, I don't know why, Lord, but you're doing something. You're doing something in my heart and I don't know where it's going to lead, but I, you've called me and you've brought my heart into this space. As I drive now, you're compelling through your spirit, Lord. There's a message in my heart for my generation. I don't know where it is, but Lord, here I am, send me. I have a broken vessel for your glory, for your word. And Lord, I just, I praise you that you've brought my heart back into your hands and Lord, you've put me on this little voice memo now, Lord, for a reason. I don't know why you compelled my heart to start recording it and you're bubbling something up in my heart. And um, I just pray, Lord, I don't know when the time is right to release this little ditto, but Lord, I just pray it would be helpful for people. Lord, this mission that you've set me on now, Lord, that I would not end. Lord, that I I would reach my end in glory, in dying, Lord, a death that is worthy worthy of your name. And uh, I just praise you, Lord. I bring you glory now as I get out my car after driving home from work, after a wonderful day of just joy and success and um, seeing the numbers go up on YouTube and just feeling overjoyed by your love. Um, Lord, may it be bottled, may it continue, Lord, in my heart for the generations to come, for my future family, Lord, to my friends. Lord, just do a good work in me, I pray. By your spirit, Lord, for your glory and your your name for generation and generation. For all of eternity, Lord. In your precious name. Amen. Amen. It's funny, because in the last episode, I said I wasn't going to preach, but... Preaching is uh, something that sometimes the Lord just has a message for you and the Spirit compels you and I've seen a lot over the last two days the same two messages the quiet and simple life and also the light of God and it's really weird it's not weird it's just a God incidence the Lord placed it on my heart and then two days a couple of days after these two other things came up as well and I won't say too much because I think that says a lot for itself um, and I've outlined most of my thoughts in that, in that, um, I guess in some sense, prophetic word that the Lord's placed on my heart and the mission that he's given me here. But I just wanted to end reading an excerpt, 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 whatever the word is from the book that um, I'm reading at the moment, which again is quite ironic that the Lord's placed that at the right time. Um, from foundations for lifelong learning education in serious joy and i'll end with this and you'll see the three lines in this and give glory to god if you do this is what paul has in mind when he says whether you eat or drink do all to the glory of god eating and drinking can replace god or reveal god thus education in serious joy aims for christ to be magnified above and in all things But not just in all things, as the giver to be thanked, also in all things, as the good to be tasted. God did not create the countless varieties of enjoyments of this world only to receive thanks. He also created those enjoyments to reveal something of himself in the very pleasures. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good means that God gives his people a spiritual palate that can discern more of what God is like through the way he has revealed himself in the created world. For example, honey reveals something of the sweetness of God's ordinances. They are sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. So basically he created honey for the purpose that we would understand that verse. The rising sun reveals something of God's glorious joy. The heavens declare the glory of God. In them, he has set a tent for the sun which runs its course with joy. The expectant thrill we feel at a wedding is part of the pleasure we will also have at the marriage supper of the Lamb. The morning dew reveals something of his tender coming to an unfaithful people. I will be like the dew to Israel. The fruitful showers reveal something of God's life-giving mercies. He will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth thunder, vultures, lilies, ravens, these and thousands of other created things were made by God, not only as gifts to elicit our thanks, but also as a revelatory taste of his perfection. And I believe this is something the Lord's placing and I don't know why it's me or in other people, clearly place it on John Piper's mind as well. I think it's because we live in a world which is so... It's either focused on the word or it's focused on the world. And he wants us to love both. And he's so gracious to make people, I think, wired one way or the other. We we either love experience and we love getting into the world and, you know, being on TikTok and liking aesthetics and cool videos and all this stuff. But, you know, we struggle to get into the word or we're people who love theory. We don't really like getting involved in the world. We're a bit shy. We're a bit. But we know doctrine we love, we love theory, we love maths, and we love English, and we love studying and all of that. But those people, again, that's not the end either. We need both. We need people who are, you know, in the world. It's always that thing that happens. We're in the world, but not of it. Okay, that's a very pithy statement. Let's try and unpack what that means. And let's do that. Let's do that over the next couple of months. That's going to be my mission, to look at this world and to look at this word not this word, but the word and, um, see more of God and his heart for his people in it. So let me pray and we'll end this, uh, important episode. So Lord, we lift you up and we praise you Lord for how you speak to your people through your creation and your revealed glorious word. Um, so Lord, I just pray for these people who have been listening to this, um, to this episode, father, that if they've made it this far, Lord, they would just know your, your love for them. Lord, they'd be encouraged to to see more of you working in their life and through my life and through this YouTube channel, Lord. We want to honor you for every good gift that you have and that you've revealed to us and that we get to enjoy. Help us to thank you and praise you rightly for those and to have a heart posture that is thankful and joyful for every good gift that you give to us. Lord, would you bless us this week as we go and and learn more about you in the word? Um, Would you set our hearts on on fire to see the lost saved? Um, And Lord, just may your spirit dwell among our hearts so clearly and help us lord if if people feel compelled to to think about how they can quieten their lives down and maybe cut some things out to focus more on you father we love you we praise you we thank you for your son in your name we pray amen guys i love you it's nice and sunny now i'm going to uh go home and record another episode of a podcast with one of my best friends um which will be out later next week probably or or this week but it's been such a such a pleasure to do this with you guys. And um, long may it continue if the Lord wills it. So love you guys. Have a good week. In a bit. Bye. You've been listening to the Thoughts of Sam podcast. New episodes are released every Monday. So tune in next week for a new episode of Thoughts with Sam.